Welcome to Beat It Movie Reviews. I'm Gen Z party bus Joe Cabello, and this is Miss Cast Nathan Drake, Chris Asoda. What's up, Chris? Hey, how's it going? It's going well, and this episode is titled The Uncharted Chainsaw Massacre's Men. <laughs> because we're going to be talking about a bunch of movies today. Uh, I guess you could call our feature reviews... Uh, being the newest Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie on Netflix and also Uncharted, the Tom Holland and uh, Mark Wahlberg movie. Do you think Mark Wahlberg's restaurants have a Uncharted burger? Uh, I hope so. If the Wahlbergers? That, that would be the reason I would go for sure. Yeah, I love a, a movie tie-in drink or beverage, especially yeah. if the person owns the restaurant that it's at and like was a in lucky the movie. patron will get a solid gold burger. As their burger. <laughs> I'm really hungry though, but thank <laughs> you. Can I have a burger? I did break most of my teeth, so this will help pay for new dentures. <laughs> Shut up. We're all blind. Use too. like that other guy. <laughs> That's my Mark Wahlberg. I forgot what he sounds like. <laughs> so he's just some like old Boston punk. I guess that's what he is, but. Anyways, we're talking about Uncharted. We're also going to talk about The Kingsman because we both watched that. That was uh, the third movie in the Kingsman trilogy, sort of. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, trilogy. It ends with this third one. Hey, let's hope so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that came out uh, in December, but it kind of came out around the same time as Spider-Man and then Omicron, where I know a lot of people changed their theater habits. So it kind of yeah. died out there and then popped up on HBO Max and Hulu recently. So you could watch that. Uh, but before we get into those movies and talk about them, we're going to, what are we going to do, Chris? Oh, we're going to uh, have the Joe and Chris peace along. Peace out. And it's a peace out. Peace right? out. Oh yeah. True. Cause it's the last episode. <laughs> it's over. Chris, what'd you think of Peacemaker? It's over. It's over. I'm glad that uh, before that last episode came out, they announced a season two for Peacemaker. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We are getting season two. And mostly because I want to see a new season's intro to the show. That's like oh, the thing yeah. I'm so stoked for. Just the intro of the next season of the show. Even if it was exactly the same, I'd still be <laughs> stoked for it. I'd be like, True. this is sick. True. Yeah, uh, um, that's that's big once that happens. And yeah, it's great to have the confirmation. Although I saw yeah. a like just one of these shitty movie and comic book news blog sites report oh. that like so and so character is going to be in the next one. And then even uh, what's his name? The creator responded. He's like, I don't even know what's going to be in the next one. I haven't written it yet. <laughs> what are you reporting? Wow. Well, uh, like a character from Suicide Squad or something? I forget who it was. It, it was something like ludicrous, like Batman's going to be in it or something. Oh, okay. Something like something guess. pretty big, too. Okay. I forget. It might have been Batman. That's hilarious. But yeah, so stupid. But yeah, what do you think of the the way the season wrapped up? Um, yeah, so I loved it. I love the show. I think that it's my favorite superhero show out of like all of these previous Marvel superhero shows to come out. Mm -hmm. um, it's, 
it's just really good. It's it's pretty interesting that James Gunn got to make something like with like a long form version of something because he's always making movies, but he, and he does a great job. It's like you look at Guardians of the Galaxy; it's characters you've never seen before. A lot most people mm-hmm. have never heard before, but to a lot of people, that's like their favorite Marvel movie. You know. And it's like he just had uh, you know two and a half hours to introduce these characters and make you love them, and people love Groot and Rocket Raccoon, um, and so he did the same thing with with Suicide Squad, but I think it didn't capture people maybe because the old Suicide Squad had burned people so hard. Yeah, I think they that was like a very a big hesitant. Thing. Yeah, because I know a lot of people were like. Why would I see it? The first one sucked. And you're like, guys, it's a new beginning. Like trust, trust us, ignore the old one. Um, But yeah. So yeah, with this show, it's just really cool to see him do eight episodes worth of character building on a small team of people and uh, really get the emotional beats hit them perfectly. I think. Yeah. Cause from what I understand, he wrote it all himself, which um, is not commonly what happens in tv even when you see a singular writer for all or most episodes there's usually still a team around it yeah um so pretty incredible uh and i think what he does why it's connecting so well for people and not necessarily over something like the boys Uh um because i think the boys is still very good but yeah, it's that it has so much heart. It's still all those things. It's still critical of superheroes and making fun of that world. It's still violent. It's still messy, but it, there's heart and there's love also. Yeah, like that is driving it uh, more so than the nihilism of the boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, in the boys, the thing that's nice about the boys is like there are villains in that show that are truly terrifying. So like that's, that is the unique part of the boys that really makes it stand out. Yeah. But, and not uh, to compare it too much. Yeah, yeah. I just think it is the best comparison of superhero shows. I haven't mm-hmm. seen doom patrol, but I think that's probably up there too. Uh-huh. And, uh, and maybe that, that one, um, the Academy, something Academy, Umbrella Academy, the Umbrella Academy, yeah, which I didn't love, yeah, no, and I, I season I mean, two uh, I didn't like. Invincible too, I would say, right? But even though it's animated, it is similar in terms of the, yeah, the level of violence and gore that can be portrayed. Yeah, just something about the Peacemaker really comes out on top of yeah, all I think those. I agree as part well. Part of it is like his character being this really flawed fucked up character and then wanting to see a comeback of like an underdog and their realization that they're uh they've been shitty in the past and wanting to be better yeah and you know it's so fun is having hated him in the suicide squad Uh uh-huh not as like just the way you should hate the character i thought the character was fun but just being like oh this guy's a dickhead fuck this guy then going into the series and then ending up loving him. Yeah. It, uh, it's kind of that, uh, that like Western idea of like the hero in one movie would be the villain in a different movie. Mm-hmm. Cause these guys are all like messed up. 
they all yeah. make bad choices and sometimes selfish choices. Yeah. Yeah. So the the uh, climax of the show, the whole uh, like last action set uh, piece, was just really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it, lots of uh, excessive blood and gore and violence and brutality. Really just great really choreographed cool fight. See. Yeah, the choreography was so good. It was like all of the uh, stuff with him and his shield, just like chopping people. Oh yeah, his shield and stuff was super cool. He used that shield cooler than Captain America has <laughs> in movies. Captain America is not allowed to, but you know who used it as cool as him is uh, the new Captain America in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, to me, I just call him Captain America. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, the new old Captain America. Yeah, that's better, I think. The U.S. agent. Yeah. Yeah, all the hand-to-hand fighting and then, like, the CQC gun stuff. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, like, on the level of a, uh, uh, which one Keanu Reeves. um, Oh, like John Wick. John Wick. (laughs) <laughs> but it was like you know edging close enough to it with its own cartoonish style that I really yeah. appreciated that. Yeah, you know it's funny. Like Vigilante seemed like a character that I was very hesitant or worried about before the show started because I was like, oh, he just seems like a ripoff Deadpool character. Mm-hmm. And then they really like fleshed out his character and made him really lovable too, and in, in his like ins- insanity. Yeah. Characters who are just down yeah. usually end up being really beloved. Because, like, yeah. he's always just down. He's never the guy who's like, no, we shouldn't do that. Yeah. He's like, yeah, we're doing that. He's always – he doubles down. He'll be like, we should do this. And he's like, I have a better, even more insane idea on top of that. Yeah. Because I agree. He could have been annoying. Yeah. Could have felt derivative. And he certainly does feel derivative and, and – because we're talking about that. But yeah, he becomes really beloved. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all the characters are so cool. Uh, Autobio is like awesome. It's cool. She had a really great arc throughout yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm just stoked to see a, a season two and see how much worse the world can uh, get for them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it should be interesting. Now they're going to be really confident in, you know, introducing other characters, I'm sure. And yeah. going going bigger. Also, like, uh, at the end of the episode, there's, like, a huge cameo sequence that was, like, uh, just really cool. Because I don't think any of the Marvel shows have done anything like that. Yeah. And, but every, like, every single show... Everyone expects there to be some sort of big cameo, and then there never is. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny that this show kind of does it and like does it really well. Yeah, kind of funny that the only people who are really seen are Ezra Miller and uh, what's his name? Aquaman. Uh, yeah, Dakota. Uh, what was his name in Dune? <laughs> Dakota Mountain or something. <laughs> I forget what it was. Uh, but yeah, they're the only ones who are really seen. Yeah. Like, oh, you could just get those guys, couldn't you? That Ezra Miller was on his way to go kill a local chapter of the KKK. <laughs> if you guys didn't follow that story, he posted a 
some video saying threatening a local chapter of the KKK saying he was going to kill them if they don't stop <laughs> doing something. He didn't say what. Movie of the year. Is it... <laughs> yeah, that that movie is going to be uh, crazy. Flashpoint. I guess it's just a flash, but I wonder how much of uh, DC they're going to like retcon with the whole Flash movie. Right, because like they want to keep a lot of it, and like obviously Ezra Miller and uh, and Aquaman and certain characters, but they do want to kind of start fresh. I'm sure. Yeah, it's interesting because like Ben Affleck's like I'm doing this movie as my last thing as Batman, and like I don't want to do anything anymore. So they're definitely gonna like change him, but. Also, I know they're, like, very on the fence with Superman or with Henry Cavill. They're like, is he going to stay? Isn't – are we going to – Does he even want to do it? I don't know. He, he seems like he does want to, but it seems like the studio is like, we're, we do not have a track good track record with this guy. Maybe we should just switch it up. Right. It's easier just to go, let's – it was his fault with Zack Snyder. Yeah. You know, if we start new and – I think that's fine either way. Like, it doesn't need to make sense. Just give us a good movie for yeah, the love of God. What they need to do is just let James Gunn do all DC stuff forever, and then they could, uh, <laughs> it would be better off. It would be, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. So I'm very excited for season two. We'll see whenever that comes out. Uh, any other thoughts on Peacemaker? Um, no, no, that's it. All right. Very good. Well, let's get into something. Let's see. What should be next? Where's my chart? There's my chart. Let's talk about the King's men first. Yes. The King's man. King's man. King's man. Let's pull this up. We got King's men. Let's pull up the, how would you call it? The log line. This movie's so hard to find. Um, hold, please, everyone. Jesus. The one movie I didn't pull up. Oh, it's King's Man, right? Yeah. Fucking hell, guys. Another, this is seeping another into the Another superhero review. movie Matthew Vaughn's doing. Dude. Another <laughs> superhero movie. All right, let's get it. I finally got it. In the early years of the 20th century, the Kingsman Agency is formed to stand out against a cabal plotting a war to wipe out millions. So as people, if you've seen the first two Kingsmen, they, it is about this organization of spies outside of the government, kind of like a bunch of James Bonds, and they, go, they stop. Wars oh, a bunch stop of James crime. Bonds that fight like John Wick. But a little bit more cartoony and outlandish. Yes, very cartoony, very outlandish, very fun. There's there's an American version. There's other countries' versions of it. Very fun. What this movie does is shows you the origin story of that fun organization. Chris, what did you think of Kingsman? <laughs> I, do, I, f I feel bad because... I think that maybe if you never seen any Kingsman movie, this would be fine. But I feel like 
after the first one, which was like pretty good, the sequels have been like, why does this exist? I, I feel like that after both sequels. Uh, and well, it's mostly, this one included. Yeah. And right. it's mostly because the first one, you know, they do stuff like they kill off an important character to the story. And it's like, oh, wow didn't expect one of the main main characters to die that's pretty crazy and then the sequel they bring that character back to life it because they were like oh fuck we shouldn't have killed him we really need that character. <laughs> this movie did well <laughs> yeah and it's like that already like alone is so cheap to what the movie story is that it's like because especially because the first movie also kills like the entire organization so it's like right. everyone's dead. Here's the new guy. Now he is the organization. And you're like, okay, this is out with the old in with the new. And then the second movie, they bring some people back. And then they also show other chapters like the Americans and they have Channing Tatum and stuff. And you're like, oh, that's interesting. It would be cool to see like what they do. Uh, and then in this third movie, they're like, actually, we're just going to show you the origin where all these people are dead already. And all of it was wiped out anyways. It's like, I never was questioning. I wonder what, how this place got started, you know? Uh, So uh, for that, it's, I don't know. I I didn't care for this movie too much. And I think ultimately the, the other thing that bothers me is none of the action in this movie is better than the action in the second movie. Like the, the final climax of the second movie had like really great, interesting choreography and action Mm -hmm. and like a really crazy cameo from Elton John. Yeah. It was like, (laughs) it was like that alone was like, wow, this is pretty crazy for a movie that I don't really care about, but at least it had that going for it. And I think with this movie, it didn't really have anything better than any of those movies. Yeah, I agree. It's a really from the trailers when it was coming up. I hadn't been excited about this movie for what, like the year or two it's coming yeah. up. But, you know, I saw buzz. People seem to be excited about it. But I was just thinking the whole time. This doesn't seem interesting to go back in time. You know, it just doesn't. That's not what's fun about this. Yeah. And then sure enough, that's what the movie is like, I actively hated this movie as I was watching it (laughs) uh, because you can just feel it doesn't feel like Kingsman. I do. I like both the the first and the second. I don't love them, but I'm like, yeah, that's what made me excited was, Oh, I'm going to be wrong. It's going to be as fun as those other ones and have the same action, but it'll be just set in the past. So I'm just Uh being a, a stickler. Yeah. But then, no, it feels like it's a dragging, like, military movie. Yeah. with I think that's part of the thing is, like, World War One, as a setting is always, like, there's a reason people make a lot of World War Two movies and not a lot of World War One movies. Yeah. You know, I feel <laughs> like. And, and then this is kind of falls into that same category of, like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, they, and they so there are a couple fun scenes and moments that feel like Watchmen, and then there's tons of long sequences and of scenes that just feel like a drab 
like Oscar bait, a bad Oscar bait army movie. <laughs> like yeah. the, uh, what's that one about the coders where like, uh, uh, oh Jesus. I forget. Never oh, mind. But who's in it? Kira Knightley. And I think, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Though, I, I maybe. forgot what that, that movie is called. But. but it's like, it just at times feels like that movie, but not good yeah. uh like rasputin's really fun yeah. and the trailers make it seem like it's he's like the big bad guy uh-huh and then and spoilers of course we're gonna just be getting those spoilers everywhere uh in the new texas chainsaw massacre the main <laughs> then i spoil that movie right now why <laughs> are you doing that one uh no but he's a elim- he's killed very early on in the movie he has a great fight scene some really yeah. funny moments that are weird and like just worth yeah, being in the movie like, there's a scene where he's like rafe finds is like fuck has a fucked up leg injury and rasputin's like licking his leg and then he's like and it's a vagina like injury noises. a little bit like he's like having an orgasm and I'm like, what the yeah. fuck is going on here? This is, I wanted more of that because at least then I was like, what? Like very was interesting by the, what was going on on screen. I'm like, what the fuck? This is bizarre. Yeah. Uh, yeah at least that scene was interesting, you know, yeah. like even if it was weird and like it mostly only didn't make sense and felt that way because the preceding stuff was so flat and not fun. <laughs> yeah. And like Taron Egerton, I think that's the uh, the original main guy, something uh-huh. Egerton, one of the Egertons. He's in it, and he's that main character is really interesting, and he's really vivacious. Then the main character that they kind of want you to believe is is this movie's version of him, the the son. He is uh-huh. so boring so not interesting even just as like a captivating person to watch even if the character isn't interesting he's not so it's like everything is a downgrade and then those little like moments that are fun like the weird sex scene between Rasputin and Rolf Fiennes uh is good but the rest is so flat yeah yeah, kind of bizarre what they like. There's like a twist at the end with one of the villains and you're just like, I don't give a shit about this twist. Oh, like, I know the whole time it's teasing out like, oh, you don't know who this guy is. And every time they did that, I was like, I don't care, though. Yeah. Don't you know who's starting the war? <laughs> you guys know who's fucking fighting these wars. Yeah. So who cares? I thought, the, and I'm so dumb. I thought it was going to be a uh, freaking the like uh, the guy from the original that dies, the bald one. Uh, um, yeah, Mark Stanley Strong. Tucci or Mike Mark, Mark oh, Stanley. Yeah, <laughs> is it? I think it is Mark Strong. Yeah, who is the? Um, he's their Merlin in the original. He's their Stanley Tucci. Uh, I thought it was going to be him, which made no sense. But the only reason I was thinking that because I was like, wait, why would we even care about who this is? Oh, it must be someone we know. And maybe he'll be like a, uh, an immortal who was actually a villain the whole time. I don't know. (laughs) 
I was like searching for this movie to prove that it had meaning at all. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It's yeah. It was interesting because I kind of felt like that. I was like, oh, is this like Mark Strong? And then I was like, I've seen Mark Strong's head so many times that this is not Mark Strong. Yeah. So like, if they fuck, if they like change it up and then reveal it's him, I'd be pissed just because. I it would be a bad call. Head, that's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't be, but it's also not good who it is. So (laughs) it doesn't really matter. Yeah. It's a really strange uh, movie for the reason of like, I don't know how anyone thought this would be a good idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it just kills the momentum of the first two movies in a way that's like, it's, it's Matthew Vaughn writing and directing it. Like he knows it's his he has control of his franchise like why is he taking a step back i i think was there problems with like getting them all to do the third movie or something at the same time so they like sidestepped it i'm not so sure what the later. story i think there's something about that because that's the only thing that does make sense too is like he they just couldn't get the the cast or something for the new one i don't know yeah, you kind of hope that it was something like that, but I don't know. Like now, I really don't give a shit about this series. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, the only really cool scene, which again, any cool scene is just like it doesn't matter because the movie sucks. Uh-huh. Is the uh, the sun getting shot randomly? That's like yeah. oh, this is fun and and stupid and. Uh, cynical and cool but where's the rest of that yeah it's that's and that's kind of like what uh bothers me is like the first movie does that right and then they retcon it in the second one so then it makes the third one do the same thing you're like well are you just gonna fucking bring him back to like yeah and Change don't please or, don't yeah because he's not interesting. <laughs> uh, also, uh, the this movie has like the shits on all other end credit scenes <laughs> with the most all the ultimate end credit tease. You know, Marvel has these teases of Thanos where you're like, "Ooh, I every, I know who Thanos is." No one knows who Thanos is back in the day, but this movie, you know, it's a. Uh, was it which guy is he talking to originally? It's like Daniel Brühl's character. Yeah, who doesn't do anything in this movie? Yeah, well, Daniel Brühl, the funniest actor, because he's just typecasted as Nazi, like his mm-hmm. entire career, every single role, even in in the Marvel universe, he's a Nazi. Yeah, right. Yeah, so they he introduces Hitler as the ultimate villain for like the sequel. And uh, it's just so hilarious to see one of these end credit scenes be teasing Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was it was like something I wish was more fun in context of the movie being fun. You know, yeah. it's like that move could have been really epic and like. Cool. But, you know, it's like when someone the wrong person makes the right joke. <laughs> And you're like, ah, oh, dude, we don't, we're not really going to laugh because you <laughs> fucking said it. That's what yeah. it felt like, where it's like, dude, do you even get it? 
do you know <laughs> the joke you're making? Because we don't trust you. <laughs> yeah, it's maybe this entire like this entire movie could have been made just from that idea, you know. Matthew, right. Matthew yeah. Bond's like, dude, what if I just did a the end teaser was like teasing Hitler? Oh fuck, I gotta do a World War One movie now. Which and it's I don't want to see that. You know, like <laughs> yeah. I don't need to see a Kingsman where Hitler's in it and you know, whatever. I, I just don't find that to be interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> So, uh, any other thoughts about this movie? Uh, no, I think I'm I'm good. Yeah, total stinker. Let's move on to our next feature review. Why don't we talk Uncharted? Okay. All right. Let's. I have this one open. Street smart Nathan Drake is recruited by seasoned treasure hunter Victor Sully Sullivan to recover a fortune amassed by Ferdinand Magellan and lost 500 years ago by the House of Moncada. Cool. I feel like I didn't need to really know half of what that just told me. This is uh, based off of the video game series by Sony PlayStation Networks. And uh, were you a fan of these games, Chris? Um, <clears throat> I played the first two and enjoyed them, but... Uh... They're not really for me, I guess. I don't know. They're great games, um, but mm. I just don't. I think uh, when I play games like this, if they don't have like a interesting progression system, I just oh, lose okay. interest. And so they, they don't because they're just like total action pack. Straightforward set piece after set piece yeah. games, um, which are really cool. But yeah, just not for me, I guess. Yeah, uh, I actually have never played them uh at all i've just knew about them i think they came out like uh, what in playstation 4 or was it playstation 3 ps3 yeah ps3 oh yeah for for some reason never never played them um the only thing i had heard is just that it's a derivative of like prior action <clears throat> movies and it's cool because uh-huh. it's a video game that you get to play that is basically just those action movies yeah. And the, that was always the question hovering over this film. Because the, they've talked about making an Uncharted movie for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think David O. Russell was the one attached to it yeah. for a long Mark, time. Mark Wahlberg was going to play him mm-hmm. originally. Then he got too old or something. I, I'm, too, I'm too busy frying burgers. <laughs> that was a more correct <laughs> That Wahlberg. was better, yeah. Uh, almost perfect, even. I uh, thought it so, was the the question going into this movie is is that and was that true chris what did you think of uncharted um this this is i think that you should just play the games ultimately <laughs> uh yes. I, you know i'm actually curious because i never saw the new tomb raider movie but i feel like that one is better than this movie uh, I did see it, and oh. uh, I I do believe it is. I think yeah. it's even though Tomb Raider Tomb Raider has the same problem is that it's was just hey let's make a video game with a female protagonist of Indiana Jones and yeah. adventure movies. So would it be derivative as a movie? And I, I did like the new one. I thought it was still you know pretty competent 
adventure, oh. action adventure, more so than this. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting because, uh, I don't know, it feels like the characters for Nathan Drake and Sully in the movies and in this movie are, are very different than in the at least the first two games. Um, right. Where, but I guess it's similar in that you kind of question whether you can trust Sully, but he just seems more of like a a father figure in, in the, the games. games. Oh, yeah, okay. and in this in this movie, they just have like a weird sexual tension to me uh, <laughs> the whole time. This and that, they're really trying to force like a oh we don't trust him. Yeah, in this. yeah, he's really trying to force it. Uh, but Mark Wahlberg's character, see this his version of Sully seems like this like weird, creepy groomer guy, <laughs> and they like get off on like history, yeah. like history. Tell me some more history, history bud. Stuff. Yeah. Every time you get it wrong, you take off an article of clothes. <laughs> then I'll beat you blind like that guy I did. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean they have like this like scene where he's like helping him put a tie on and he's like dressing up in the middle of his living room in his big ass nice apartment in new york come over early we get dressed together (laughs) yeah and then they they spend 10 hours in the trunk of a sports car yeah such a funny reveal yeah it was like why did you guys say that and what the fuck that's so weird it just yeah It's a very tight trunk. It's like a Porsche <laughs> trunk or some shit. Yeah, like... it's like some tiny ass car, sports car. Man. Um, but uh, I'm really looking forward to their love story. So I hope in the sequel <laughs> they just do away with. Because, I mean, the first, the, his love interest in the games is this character, Elena. And they don't even introduce her in this game. But they introduce oh. Chloe. Who Chloe Chloe's in, in the sequel? She's in the sequel. Oh, She's that's in interesting. Part two. So they kind of like are flipping it, which is interesting. Uh, Banking on getting a sequel too. Yeah, I uh, and yeah, because there is a post credit sequence too, which is just like a scene. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's like a random scene in the middle of what would be the sequel to this movie. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't really add much to their relationship or anything. You know, like it just is. It just gives you an idea scene. of like they're gonna be on more adventures, and you're like, yeah, I would already assume that, but okay. Yeah, it's really weird. I I think I even prefer if it was like, oh, we're teasing the next bad guy because now that I've yeah. seen something where it's just like, here's just a scene out of context <laughs> that's just like doesn't matter of anything. I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah, they like they they're getting into some shit. They go outside of this the shit they're in, and then they get caught by someone or some people, and they don't reveal who that is. And it's not like it might as well be nobody. Knowing the yeah, knowing the games, you're <laughs> like, oh, that's the Thanos of the fucking yeah. Uncharted games. Like you assume it's just so. It could be someone no different than the guys they just ran away from that had guns on them. Too. Yeah, they just had more guys outside they didn't know about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I uh, I really didn't like this movie. Well, actually, it's just fine, right? right? Like, yeah. But to me, that is what makes it so terrible. 
because uh-huh. I don't feel like it's even trying to be just fine. <laughs> you know, like it's yeah. trying to start a fucking franchise. It's based off a game. It is. It's a big deal that this is what the first uh, Sony PlayStation Pictures movie. Yeah. And you just whiff it so bad and you <laughs> whiff it in exactly the way that anybody would think you would whiff it. Why would we support this any further? Mm-hmm. And I, th- I starting to get into it, the first scene on the plane where he's, you know, dragged out, wakes up falling yeah. and there's a trailing cargo. I actually thought that was cool until you see him jump from one cargo thing to the next. And it looks <laughs> oh. so fake. It just doesn't feel like it has weight to it or anything. And yeah. I was like, uh oh, I think we could be in trouble now. <laughs> well, with this movie. you know what's funny is like, uh, that's a straight up set piece from the third game. It felt like it would probably was. Yeah, but what's funny too is like, but I know that I've seen it, and it's like the physics of the character's movement in the game is like perfect, better than that. <laughs> what the movie is, and that game came out like ten years ago, almost. You know, came out a long time ago. Uh, so it's it is pretty funny, but um, also yeah, like the first guy he accidentally kills there, he says sorry. Yeah. Even though there's like so much wind blowing that you couldn't hear shit, yeah. but regardless, it's the fact that he says sorry, whereas Nathan Drake in the games is like unintentionally a cold blooded killer that kills thousands of people. You know, yeah, you he mow just guns down, down so everyone. Many. Yeah, I remember in the second game, there's like a kill counter, and I think there's like you unlock special versions of weapons by getting like a thousand kills with them. Uh huh. And I know I had like a thousand two hundred kills like all together or something <laughs> just playing this the story. And I was like, holy shit, that's a lot of people. Yeah, um, like you can't hire yeah. that that many goons. <laughs> yeah. Uh but yeah, it's, so it's interesting that they ch- I mean, I guess appropriate that they change it for a PG thirteen rating that uh he's not a mass murderer, but uh Yeah, he's not funny. a gun wielder. You know, yeah. that's not his even though at the movie. end, that's a part of his he finally gets the holster from one of the guys and puts it on. And you're like, oh, he's finally wearing. Oh, yeah. The, the, the outfit. Right. Yeah. The strap and everything. Yeah. Maybe in the sequel, he'll become more of a cold blooded killer. Uh, do you, would you watch a sequel? I mean, like, would you okay. go out to that's see the other it? thing? Obviously, you know, put it on. Part of why I am upset with this movie is because I had to go to a fucking theater to see it. I think that's oh, like yeah. I hold that against this movie. Is like if they had released it digitally, I wouldn't have been mad just watching it at home. Right. I've been like, this wasn't that great. At least I didn't have to go to a theater. But seeing yeah. it in a theater and having that feeling, it's just extra, extra upset about it. Yeah, so I went to the uh, the cheap theater again near my house oh, nice. to see yeah. it, and the there was a guy acting weird. He was there with somebody like his date or whatever, and I was getting uh-huh. kind of tripped out because he was going to the back of the theater a lot, and then I just realized he was plugging in his phone into the outlet in the uh-huh. back, but he was still like just a little acting a little noisy too, like. Just uh-huh. talking like, oh, we'll sit together, like some shit. 
I don't know. Then I stopped paying attention to him as much oh. when he uh, put the phone away. Then I really had to use the restroom. So in the middle of the movie, I go to the restroom and, you know, I'm hoofing it, you know, pretty fast Yeah. and go around the corner into the men's restroom, which is pretty much like once you walk in, it's the sinks. And then be- behind that is the urinals and then deeper in is like the toilets. Uh-huh. So it's pretty squeezed in at the entrance. And then right yeah. as I walk in, there's three people standing there. Oh, no. Uh, a guy who looks kind of like an older guy, like kind of 60s or something, a woman, and then another younger guy. Okay. And the woman and the younger guy are like wearing some sort of uniform, but <laughs> neither of them are the same uniforms. <laughs> They're from like very different places, and I couldn't really okay. tell what kind of uniform it was. Uh-huh. So I'm like shocked. I'm like, oh, sorry. And they're like, oh, sorry. Uh, and I just go straight into a stall because I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? So I start peeing in the stall and you could tell they're like talking quieter then and uh-huh. trying to like wrap things up. And uh, on the counter, when I walked in and saw them, there are two jars, like uh, plastic jars, almost cups, like cups filled with urine. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm in the restroom going pee and I'm hearing them talk and they're like saying like uh, that was easy or like wasn't that as easy as it ever gets and like saying shit like that or something kind of like in a businessy way like after uh-huh. like someone would sell a car they'd be like see that yeah. was like that kind of thing and then they get out before I'm done peeing uh, so then finally I've, I get out they're gone the cups are gone and uh, I leave the restroom and then they're still like in the theater, but sitting down at a bench talking. And the, uh-huh. the guy had the, the six year old guy I should mention had a suitcase with him. <laughs> so they're over there talking to him, doing something. And then I go back in the theater and then a guy walks into the theater and I realized the guy who had been shady and plugging in his phone was one of those guys was the guy. <laughs> And I have no idea what was going on. I think it was like a random parole piss test or something. Okay. But I don't know why they would do it the way that they did it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, why did you have to go to this theater and fucking like make everything weird for me? It was very bizarre. Uh, that did not affect my viewing of the movie. The movie still <laughs> sucked regardless. Oh, man. That you know, it's funny because I have an interesting story about my viewing experience of this movie too, is that right? which is that I got tickets to see it at eleven a.m. Dolby, uh, a Dolby theater. There's probably like ten people in the theater, but uh, when I get there, my friend and I, and then actually my cousin and my other friend, who they just had a baby, so they had to get a babysitter to go see this movie. They haven't uh, seen any movies in like since Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise. Wow. Yeah. So it's been a long time. And the last uh, one they saw was Jungle Cruise. So, I mean, <laughs> I felt bad because I was like, you guys should just go see Spider-Man. Yeah. It's like, don't, like, don't see don't, this movie. Yeah. And they're like, no, we're going to come with you. We're going to come with you. We're going to spend time. Oh no. So we get to oh, the theater okay. and they go, Oh, sorry. Your showing is canceled. We had uh, we found out that the showing was uh, trying to date younger women and 
underage women and we canceled it. No, but uh, <laughs> they, no, they, fuck. I guess like there was a problem with the projector or some shit. So they canceled it. They didn't tell us. We have, like, we bought it through their app and they can't just alert everyone through the app or whatever. Like, yeah. Hey, this showing's canceled. An email at the very least through that. Yeah. And know? it's like the 11 a.m. showing. So it's like, so you guys can't just put it in like one of the 20 fucking theaters you have here. Yeah. You know? Uh, and we had to look up other times. And then the next closest time was a showing at noon, but it was in <clears throat> one of the like smaller theaters. But at that point, I didn't care because it's just uncharted you know like i wasn't like yeah this is the next you know batman or something right uh so i was down for that but unfortunately my cousin and uh my friend they couldn't go anymore because the more babysitter baby yeah couldn't couldn't hang around for uh that's too bad you know that's it's stuff like that that's killing the movie industry though for real so many families are like i can't go yeah it cost me $2,000 to go see a movie. <laughs> yeah. It's canceling theaters. That sucks. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why we didn't like it. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> it just is, you know, one I it one of those chipping away at the faith of uh the blockbusters they're force feeding us and we're just taking, you know, like we knew it was going to be bad, but you're like, okay, I'll go see it. It's like, you know what? I'm not going to see this shit anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, the like, the, So the other characters in this movie, that's another thing I wanted to talk about briefly. Like the, the girl that plays Chloe, I thought she was good. She's like probably the most standout of yeah. the characters, right? And then I just find, found it hilarious that uh, Antonio Banderas is in it for like <laughs> half the movie. You kind of forget as well. Yeah, that I thought was the funniest bit because I feel like he can't catch a break. Like he hasn't <laughs> been able to like do a good movie in like a long time. And then he gets put in this like big blockbuster movie and then they just kill him off like halfway through. Yeah, he's a joke, basically. Yeah, uh, but I guess he's coming out with that new Puss in Boots sequel finally. So there we go. I know he's had some like indie success, but yeah, as far as like a big a big movie uh no yeah as far as sequences too there's just there's not really any crazy great sequences you know yeah yeah i don't i don't know there the the sequence at the end with the pirate ships i thought was like fun and it wasn't from the games it's like their own unique unique one while still feeling uh video gamey yeah but it felt very much like it could have easily been from the games yeah so that that was cool but i i don't know i think it's just like i i don't care about the characters enough so like the action becomes not as interesting yeah and i do agree the uh the ships the pirate ship scene is cool and but more the idea than the execution Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they kind of make it easy on themselves. They're like, "Oh, we'll just defeat all the guys on one ship, and then yeah. we'll incorporate the two ships in a more like interesting way instead of having some really cool chaos." Yeah, you know, it would be funny too. Is like um, at the end they drop the ship and then it sinks, and they're like, "Oh, we could go back for it," 
and uh, Mark Wahlberg's characters like, oh, it's the Philippine government's yeah. property now. And then it would just be funny if he dropped some sort of like racial slur or something there <laughs> to reveal that he's like actually racist. And you're like, that's an interesting choice for this character. Sully. Uh, I guess we, we didn't realize talk. Sully was a, a really shitty guy. Uh, what did you think of uh, Tom Holland in the role? Uh, even if it wasn't, you know, that yeah, the character. He's just uh, doing a main character character you know i feel like when he's spider-man he's good but when he's everything else it's like i don't know not it's not it it's very much like uh the rock right he's not in fast and furious i just find it hard or jumanji i find it hard to uh yeah i do uh i don't think he was necessarily given the material in this but yeah yeah it wasn't uh, it wasn't a bad performance, and I think he seemed pretty physically capable. Uh, while also he's not do- the character isn't doing as much like killing, you know, like we were talking about, or even fighting all that much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when he, I mean when he's fighting too, a lot of it is a joke where like he can't fight. Yeah, or like yeah, he's, he's not so small. Yeah, he's and he's not quite like in that world yet. You know, yeah. even though he can handle himself, he's not. He's not a uh, just like a rough a, and tumble you guy. You know, he needs is like a baton or like a some brass knuckles or something like that, and then he'll be fine. I think he yeah. needs web shooters, actually. <laughs> yeah, if he could just have like a human sized slingshot for himself, <laughs> he would kick everyone's ass. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't care to see him as nathan drake more but um we'll see what's up next for this guy's career he's certainly a hot commodity that's for sure any uh any other thoughts on uncharted um i just uh next time they make it can they just release it digitally to like place exclusively on playstation consoles or something so i know right like kanye west with the his new album is just going to be on the stem player the 200 (laughs) dollar really uh yeah uh device and guess who owns it i do so (laughs) jokes on you guys uh but yeah that would be a smart move i can see why they didn't the movie did do well this weekend yeah I don't know if it did yeah, feel um, like well enough. But... If I mean, if Mark Wahlberg can be in those piece of shit Transformers movies and those do really well, then like clearly yeah. he can do anything. Although that that was a different er- time, you know. Like I don't pre-COVID. think the trend pre-COVID and um, pre-Marvel. Well, I mean mid-Marvel, but yeah. Yeah, not really the height, the real yeah. burning height, the apogee, the apotheosis event, if you will. <laughs> Go look those words up, folks. You'll find that I used them wrong. <laughs> uh, why don't we move on to our next film and our final feature review of the evening, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the newest one on Netflix. It's a sequel to the first. 
After nearly 50 years of hiding, Leatherface returns to terrorize a group of idealistic young friends who accidentally disrupt his carefully shielded world in a remote Texas town. Let's talk about the first one, because we both brushed up on the original before watching it. Um, How did you like the first, and what's your history with it? Yeah, okay, so I've never seen the original until now. I've I saw like the 2003 or whatever remake with Jessica Biel and I saw like I said in the last one uh that like 3D one mm. uh that was awful <laughs> <laughs> um and uh but yeah so it's very interesting to see the original after all these years because a lot of people are like always cl- say that it's their favorite horror movie of all time. Yeah. And like I've heard people say it's like the, specific. It's the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of horror popular horror movies, the first one isn't necessarily the best like uh Friday the 13th. Right. It's <clears throat> like a joke of a movie kind of. I, yeah, I really don't like that one. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think it's this movie is it's interesting because it's like I thought it was like really funny. And that's just because of how I think old it is and how it's aged. But it is like it, I feel like back in the day, this movie would be more even more terrifying. But the creepiness of it, I think, has the most to do with like just a giant weird dude and specifically the physicality of it where he's like grabbing people that are like creepy guys grabbing you Mm. is like the scary part of the movie you know it's always them just like grabbing them and they can't do anything to get away yeah they're huge guys yeah yeah so that's the and then the other thing too is like the set dressing the set design is like the best i've ever like one of the best i've ever seen i feel like all the sets look like they took a lot of time to dress and and decorate with all these like bones, animal bones and stuff like that. Yeah. Looks like that a butcher place. Really fucking lived in and weird and creepy. Mm. So yeah, I think that was great. Um I think that uh maybe there's too many there's too much screaming and chainsaw sounds. Oh man, the the last fifteen minutes of the original is literally yeah. screaming the entire time. Yeah. It's really hard to watch. <laughs> Um, so I thought that was really funny. And then I also think it's funny that, um, Leatherface as a character is like so much more of a character than Jason or Michael Myers or Freddy Krueger in that, like, he's just this like dumb fuck that doesn't really have, he, he like has feelings and his feelings are hurt. And yeah, he, like, yeah wants to appease his father and he's like constantly like doing uh costume changes he's like changing his hair wig he wants to look good yeah on. it's like it's funny that he's like an actual person yeah yeah who's doing these like terrible things the terror of jason and michael myers is almost in their lack there or i should say their personality is in their lack of personality right Wow, he has like so much personality, but it's still so scary because he's like massive, yeah, and has a chainsaw, yeah. Um, and then like 
I know I've seen it um, portrayed in stuff, pop culture and stuff, but I didn't realize like at the end of the movie, it ends with him just like dancing with a chainsaw. And it's, it's like really (laughs) hilarious and like scary because of how insane it is, I guess. Yeah. You don't really know what he's thinking. It's funny. And you're just like, what the fuck? This is so bizarre. Such a bizarre choice. Uh, But it seems like the character is just, the actor is like, having fun just being knowing how intimidating you are, but being able to do whatever you want. And that's, what's scary. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is it's funny how um, good his cardio is for this giant dude, being able to chase around these like 20 year old people that yeah. are like extremely fit. He's and faster. he could just fucking run all day with them. Yeah. It's amazing. Like that's clearly his supernatural ability. Yeah, it's he's just, terrifying. He can wear a mask and still breathe just fine and and fucking run for miles. Yeah. And oh and also hear everything perfectly while his chainsaw is running. <laughs> All senses are yeah. like at eleven. Amazing. <laughs> uh yeah. How did, how did you feel about the movie? It was also my first time watching it. It was one of those franchises that just slipped by me. I think I had seen the the third generation or the next generation, whatever that one is, but I don't really remember it. I probably didn't even see the whole thing. I think it was just on TV once. Okay. So my first time watching it and, uh, you know, I did really enjoy it. It's super fast paced. It's short, very yeah. short. I was really stoked about that too. It's like an hour 20 or something. Yeah. And uh, other than it kind of culminating in so much screaming and chainsaw noises that it's just kind of like really wears you down, uh, I thought it was really good. And I'm glad I watched it. I do think, I don't don't know, like I think you want to watch the source material for a movie like this to watch the new one. Like, I don't know why you would go in just watching the new one. But maybe that's uh, just the the like film geeky guy side of me. Yeah. Uh, but I always like doing that, and I'm glad I did because I do think they're like super similar, plot wise, theme wise. The new one just does it differently. Yeah. Uh, and we'll get into to it now. Let's talk about the new one, Chris. How did you like? The new Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and uh, you could either answer that in comparison or just on its own. Sure, yeah. Um, I thought for a Netflix like streaming movie that it's just like a pretty okay uh, horror like reboot or remake or sequel. Yeah, mm. yeah. I don't. <laughs> I didn't really love it, but I didn't hate it. Uh, there's definitely things about it that were interesting or unique or smart. Uh, but then also there are times where it felt like we need to up the kill count and we have a great way of doing that. That's, <laughs> that's kind of easy to do. Um, but uh, the um, and also it's kind of weird cause it, the setting felt kind of like that, uh, like the house of wax movie mm. where it is like this, like abandoned town. That yeah. They're, they're in, 
So that felt less like, uh, you know, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre and that it wasn't as like isolated feeling, but, um, yeah, no, it's, it's okay. It's, I don't think, I don't necessarily think if you loved the first one or maybe if you loved the first one, you probably would just hate this one. I almost feel like, but yeah, hard to say. Cause so I, I really like this new one. I do think it's there. There's some rough parts to it. And I think some Uh of that comes down to how short it is as well. It tries to pack in a little bit more character uh, stuff than the first one. Uh Uh-huh. And I think that's where it ends up feeling a little goofy and wonky at parts. But it also on the flip side of that, it's it really is fast paced and gets into it super quick. So there wasn't really any time that I was bored at all. It was more just like, okay, that's kind of people are acting stupid or or, you know, I don't really know what this character is doing. But uh but yeah, I thought all the kills were really fun. The the gentrification storyline to it is really just interesting to me because usually when we see those types of stories, it's like, oh, here's some rich white people coming in to like displace black and brown people. And uh-huh. they're the the evil ignorant uh, gentrifiers. And in this it's, you know, like a multicultural, diverse Gen Z coming in and then these uh, poor rural white folks who are like no this is wrong and yeah. i thought that was just an interesting uh take on it uh oh. and a take that i don't even think it's like trying to say anything really like deeply political or anything yeah. it's more just like oh no this is just an interesting uh backdrop to put into into the movie yeah um, yeah, and... they kind of uh, just play around with that and like shit on everyone, it seems like. Yeah, they just had to get people there. There is a bit of that in the first one, too, of them feeling like outsiders invading their father's house. That they're, I believe yeah. it's their father's house that they're coming. And there is this sense of like, no, we, we don't want you here. You're kind of bringing stuff here that we don't, that aren't part of our community. Uh-huh. Uh, so I thought it was just kind of a cool way to update that. Uh, or at least like do this movie's version of it. Yeah. Well, cause the glimpses that we get of uh, the people living in the rural town in the original is that they're all just cannibals and they're all related. They're all bad. Yeah. Uh, it's true that the only ones you meet in yeah. the only people you meet in that are the, the family. It's but, like, uh, it's like propaganda to like not travel back in the day that's what that movie was about <laughs> don't go to the middle states just just uh, stay on the coastline and you're okay they will get you they and you. <laughs> i think this movie's biggest flaw especially compared to the original or you know just as being a texas chainsaw massacre movie is the lack of the family like i think the scariest sequence in the first one and the first one has plenty of scary sequences uh is in the van with the the other brother, the non leatherface brother, yeah, where uh-huh. he's acting super creepy, and they're like straight up stuck in this van with them, yeah. And then that, that was the best part. I think. Yeah, yeah, that that's like a really unsettling good scene. And then they also have the father in the uh, the older one, 
Uh-huh. And this one was just missing that element, you know, that, so it just turns it into a little bit more of a just slasher with a, True, with yeah. a bad guy. I don't know if the movie would be longer, there would be more to it. So I can see why that's not a part of it. And, you know, you gain something, lose something else. Uh, but it is, yeah. it is notable as far as a comparison. But I do think there's some cool sequences in this, the dead sunflower uh, scene and like just all that imagery I thought was really, really well done and really a striking visual. Yeah, that scene did look very cool. Yeah, I think something like that, like that, that scene in and of itself and just that imagery kind of in an 84 minute film, I think it is, or maybe it's. A little bit over it was like an hour and it a half. was just like an hour and a half i think yeah which what's interesting is like this movie is maybe 10 minutes longer but it felt long like it was way longer than the first movie oh yeah you think well the the first movie just drags so much at the end for me because all the screaming yeah. and all, well it's <laughs> funny because the first movie too like the trailers or the uh the sorry the credits are like a couple minutes only so the, right. the runtime yeah, is true. like 123, but it's like none of it is wasted on credits. It's like they get to the credits and like, okay, we're done. Yeah. And whereas, you know, this movie, they're going to have like fucking 10 minutes of credits because it's yeah. got a bunch of visual effects and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. True. Uh, overall um, kills uh, pretty good. I, I do love the bus sequence. What's your take on that? I know that was a lot of people were just wrote the movie off once they, yeah, I don't know the... what's what's to do with that. Is it because like he shouldn't have a high kill count, or it shouldn't be like he gets a bunch of kills like that? Or uh, no, from what I gathered from it, just people uh, seem to think it was like cheesy to to bring in like cell phone culture and social oh, media and right. shit. Yeah, that stuff into it. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, that I stuff that was, was funny. funny because it was it was dumb. It was like over the top, right? That was yeah. like the the joke where they're just going too far and being like, "Let's do an excessive cell phone bit." Yeah, I, yeah I didn't and it's think not much that. Of it. I was just like, "Oh, it's dumb, whatever." Yeah, it's not even a long bit either. It's like the guy literally yeah. like has his phone up and says that, and then yeah, he's like, uh, yeah. I mean, it was funny because of how stupid it was. Like, don't try anything or you're gonna get canceled. Yeah, right which is funny because of how stupid it is and how unrealistic that is. I don't know. Yeah. But also a proper critique of people who live online in that thinking, right. which is, you know, there. And I, I guess it did work because people watched the movie and they hated it because and they're canceling <laughs> Leatherface. So you know what? It's true. Art, art imitates life and vice versa. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I thought that was all fine, and I thought it just fit in well with whatever the little message that's in the movie, or not even message, but just a critique of uh, ignorant culture, uh, Gen Z and uh, online culture. Yeah. Um, although I don't think the movie is like swamped in that either, which is good. It's yeah. mostly just like we keep entering this guy's house, and he keeps killing us yeah for it like, that's i mean the real message is don't fucking go into strangers houses yeah don't like, even if them. they don't answer the door and the door opens that doesn't mean go the fuck inside i know that keeps happening to these yeah. people they keep just entering a house without permission 
Vampires learned that a long time ago, okay? You need to understand. <laughs> Unless you're invited in, don't fucking go and some barge into some people's Leatherface house. Leatherface versus vampires. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else was I going to say? Oh, I also like that, uh, you know, fucking, what was it, like 50, 40 years later, 40-something years later, um, Leatherface is like 70-something now. And still can outrun a player. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. He's a easy. maniac. This guy has the fucking most insane cardio regimen. It's so oh. sick when he's uh, blocking <laughs> with the chainsaw, just charging and blocking bullets with the chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's also um that chainsaw is like actually a lightsaber. <laughs> because when he's cutting up the floorboards in the that he's going through these big ass like two by fours yeah. that are like the structural integrity of the house. He's going through them like they're fucking hot knife through butter, just zip going. Yeah. It's like no old resistance. school wood. It's like, yeah. you know, like that's the wood that was freaking solid Oak and he just gets <laughs> through it. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. He's that's... an absolute tank. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. And then, What's what is your favorite kill in this movie? Because mine is definitely the final kill, which is like the coolest idea of using a self-driving car. Yeah. And the terror of it still driving as you're you like want to stop, but also shouldn't stop. Yeah. I thought that was amazing. It's it was perfect. Yeah. It's so fucked up, yeah, and so funny but tragic at the same time with that self-driving car. Yeah. I thought that was really great. I think that's kind of what pushed it over the edge for me as far as, like, really liking it, too. Okay. Uh, Because I had fun with it throughout watching it, Uh but just the boldness and tragedy of that was really great. Yeah. Also, uh, one thing that was terrifying is... um... The sister who cut her hair and dyed it black, that haircut was also horrifying. <laughs> the, it just really distracted me throughout the movie of like, this is your haircut? Like, yeah, just did you he's... just do this? I wish she would comment like, man, I wish I had more time to actually get my hair fixed, but fuck it or something like that. Because it was like, <laughs> it was distracting. It's how you show depression, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Bad haircut. Like a caricature of an emo girl. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah, it really was a character for sure. Also, oh, that's the other thing too, is her character arc is like really fucked up and tragic that they had to survive they survived a school shooting and then their their growth is by using a gun. Yeah, like, yeah. It's that's so fucked up. It really is. I uh I didn't mind it. It's like just enough just as far as her having that character arc at all. Because the first one, no one has any character arc. No one yeah. is. No one's even likable. They're in fact all shitheads. Yeah, and they, they're the Sally's brother is in a wheelchair, but none of them are considerate of him being involved in any of the fun that they're having. Yeah, it, it, so they're actively fucked up. And then you would think, okay, well at least we like the guy in the wheelchair. No, he sucks too. <laughs> uh, so yeah. It, this having uh trying to have a little bit more character development i thought it was lean enough to work and uh uh guess i don't really know if it 
needed to be there, but I guess it did. What did you think of uh, the return of of the original oh, girl? Okay, listen, that's not the original girl. Did you know that? Like, it's not the actress. It's not the same actress. Okay, I was looking it up because I was I was looking at the IMDb of the original. The original Sally was played by this actress Marilyn Burns. Um, and she passed away in 2014. Oh, okay. So this actress, uh, Owen Furrer, she has, I think she has like a French accented. Oh no, Ireland. Okay. Oh no, French parents. Yeah. But yeah, no, she wasn't in the original. So that's what kind of confused me is that they're like doing this kind of like fake uh halloween the the legacy sequel thing to me that all read it almost read like a commentary of legacy sequels Uh uh-huh you know the fact that she kind of was she was forgotten by leatherface yeah and uh kind of fucked up she does end up getting getting him and like turning the tides for them surely but Uh mostly you know she kind of eats shit yeah and it felt like it was like these people wouldn't be heroes like no Uh it's stupid to think that uh laurie schrode would like train her whole life and be effective Uh, (laughs) if it read to me a little bit like a commentary on that since this is a legacy sequel and like bringing that in Uh Well, I mean, it also seemed like Sally didn't train enough compared to <laughs> she did not know. Uh, did but uh, she was not ready. Yeah, no that that was uh, funny and interesting. Like you just brought a pump shotgun. Yeah, I understand that's a very strong weapon, but like uh-huh. you know, get a get an AR fifteen or something. <laughs> just get a flamethrower, dude. Fuck it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, it felt a little weird to bring her back and then just do that. But I think we're just, I think that's more just because people are so used to having that like heroic legacy character when I think it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, you know, what would be great is um, if the heroic legacy character would come back and then just decimate the char- the character and then that was the end of it and they never made a sequel again but they have to so yeah they can't do it you know yeah that's true like, that would be the true cool revenge thing of like they just blast them away and into pieces and there's nothing left and you're like damn okay yeah they do the right moves you know yeah. they don't let them sit there yeah not true that I I think I wouldn't even know how to handle a a legacy sequel if someone were like, hey, write one of these, uh, pick a franchise, because I I just don't know. I don't know what works or what works for this. You know, Puppet Master legacy sequel. What are we What are we trying to say here? Um, but I I do think this is a fun one for an uh, hour and a half slasher where you're just gonna see some kills come quickly. No, I say this isn't a bad time. Yeah, no, definitely. If you're looking for yeah for a pretty competent horror movie on Netflix, it's easy, easy choice. Easy W. Yeah.
any other thoughts on the Texas Chainsaw Chili Parlor? Uh, no, no, that's it for me. All right, that was our review of several movies. We hope you liked it. Uh, some, uh, some more stuff's coming up in the coming weeks, Chris. What is up on the... Uh... Yeah, so I'm not sure if what big releases are coming out this week, but I know that um, that Foo Fighters movie is coming out this week. Oh, hell yeah. Studio 666. That should be interesting. Yeah, that looks that looks like it'll be fun. All right, so we might do that. Who knows? Maybe something pops up. We still got some movies to uh, in the backlog that uh, maybe they'll they'll pop up. So 